Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now What's up, and welcome to another exciting edition of Bearded B-Roll. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mike, just two bearded dudes here to chat about all the movies you love, hate, don't mind, or simply never heard of. Just like I kind of led the castration one, I thought, since I didn't get a chance to watch this one, you could more or less sell me on it and field my random-ass questions that take place. While All right, let's it. go. Also, the fact that I was actually thoroughly disappointed this time around, it does not hold up. It is not what I remembered, and it wasn't as funny as I thought it was. I'm not going to lie. I watched Bubba Hotep years ago and remember like absolutely nothing from it except Ozzie Davis is in it, and I like him because he played the mayor and do the right thing. That's it. Who was Ozzie Davis? Kennedy. Black Kennedy. And action. All right, so welcome back to another edition of Freaky Fridays of Bearded B-Roll. Today we're going to be talking about 2002's Bubba Hotep. So no, no quiet part. We're not talking about a quiet place. It's Bubba Hotep. We're not doing the fast, fine, whatever, you know what? Have fun. We're watching Bubba Hotep. Watch Bubba Hotep with us. Now we're going to spoil it, so watch it before you, you listen to this, because this is what it is. So what's the basic... What's the basic concept? If you had to summarize Bubba Hotep in like three sentences, what would it be? Good thing I've already done that. It's an evil cowboy mummy. <laughs> an evil cowboy mummy terrorizes a retirement Kent home? Retirement home. Where I kind of like the mummite thing you just said, though, because that's like deadite and mummy. I don't mummy. know why I can't remember. I can't read my own words. An evil cowboy mummy terrorizes a retirement home where Elvis, who swapped bodies with a doppelganger, now resides with his friend John F. Kennedy, you know, because they dyed me this color. Is that what he says? Kennedy says it at one point. Did you not hear? You don't. All right. You, you didn't watch it. Anyway, it also opens with a monologue by Elvis talking about how old age and erectile dysfunction. You mean um, Bruce Campbell as Elvis. It's not like actual audio from Elvis. It right? is Elvis. Elvis himself talking about his erectile dysfunction. What was the movie we watched where they called venereal disease VE and we didn't understand what was happening? Was that the special? So I was like, the fuck is VE? So, Bubba Hotep, how does it start? With a monologue by Elvis talking about well, after how that. he's old and he has VD or ED. Does he also have VD? Yes. No, I don't know. He doesn't know. There is a, there's a, a growth on his penis that becomes a lot of topic of conversation throughout the movie. Okay. Do they show it? No, but he does get like 
kind of rubbed on by a nurse. Um, so actually, one of the things that this movie does do well, though, is kind of like give a glimpse into like old people lives living in like retirement homes like this, because in the like the opening, it's him just kind of laying in bed while everything kind of like fast forwards around him. And then all the interactions he has with people at first, it's like his roommate who who died recently, his daughter comes in and she's like going through his stuff and just throwing it away. And he like tries to have a conversation with her and she's like, nah, I don't give a shit. Whatever. I, this is the first time I visited my dad ever since I put him here. And then like the nurse comes in and she like down talks to him the whole time. Like he's like just an idiot old man lying in bed. Like it's literally like they put a, they, they really put a light on how old people are treated in homes like this. And Bruce Campbell's older now too. Cause this movie is almost 20 years old now. Holy crap. I just realized that like, Next well, he's year. exactly 30 years older than me, as we've said in another episode, because his birthday is on my birthday, and that's why it's Bruce Campbell week. <laughs> and his birthday was in 1958, and mine was in 1988. Look at that. Exact 30 years apart on the same day. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> <laughs> so he is exactly 62 years old. You know, I was watching Bruce Campbell on um, Joe Bob Briggs Drive-In talking about me? talking about Maniac Cop. Oh. And they were, did I tell you this about how he was talking about how Robert Zadar died at a convention? No. Robert Zadar is the guy who played Maniac Cop and he died like shortly after a convention. He had chest pains and he had a, like a massive heart attack. And uh, Joe Bob Briggs asked Bruce Campbell like, oh, is, is that how you'd want to go? Or would you want to go like peacefully at home surrounded by your family? And he's like, nah, nah, fuck it, man. I'd want to die in the middle of a convention. I'm thinking like during a Q&A. So somebody asked me, <laughs> so somebody asked me a question. And I put my head down like I need to take a minute. And they start laughing at first because they think I'm just playing. And then they realize I'm dead and it's har- everyone's horrified. And then he wakes up and he's a dead eye and he attacks everybody in the thing. No, I don't think that was part of it. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> anyway, so Elvis, who may or may not be just Sebastian Half, who lost his mind after falling off stage at a concert. The, the main was idea he is Elvis that he's actually Elvis. Yeah, Sebastian Half was. Okay. That uh, was such a good lookalike Elvis went out and swapped bodies with him. Maybe. After he felt overwhelmed being in the limelight, you know, and he lost himself and purpose, and so he wanted to get out of that. The flashbacks in this movie are actually really good. I like, I love the way they use the flashbacks of, like, Elvis's, like, past life and stuff, and then, like, at one point the flashback and, like, the dream sequence, like, fade into each other, and that's done really well. But the movie does not hold up to how I remembered it. Cause I remembered it being hilarious. And now I have reservations about rewatching. My name is Bruce. Cause I want to do that, but I'm now I'm nervous. Honestly, I've never actually watched that one. And the Metacritic score is not favorable. I loved it when I watched it, but I watched it around this time and I was like 14 when this came out. So I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's funny when you're 14. That's not funny at any other point in your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for reals though. Well, also, I'm I'm a lot more jaded over the past few years, so like I don't really think anything's funny anymore. Um, Way to anyway. fucking bring it down, man! <laughs> <laughs> Humor is lost on me now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so actually, there's like a cool thing, like the scarab puppet. Like I don't know why I really just for the movie that I loved, I wrote like a lot of negative things that I pointed I found the first time. And this while watching it, I wasn't as into it. And I like just was looking for the good things in it. One of the cool things was like the little scarab puppet that they have. Do you remember the scarab puppet? 
Not particularly. Like this giant green little puppet bug. Like I like that. Oh, is it giant or is it little, man? It's giant. It's pretty big. I mean, he has to kill the fork. But um, I like how they used a puppet over CGI. Because it was bad and good at the same time. Like It was kind of a crappy animatronic, but also it was cool. You know, one of those things. No, I, I always prefer, well, for the most part, I prefer practical effects to uh, digital effects. I also, when I watched the movie, I had the question of whether or not this role was specifically written for Bruce Campbell. Did you find out the answer? No, I based off like just like other stuff that I saw about him and like the movies he was doing at this time. I think it it definitely was. I don't think he wrote this one, but I, at this point, he was like a director. I think he directed this. Maybe no, he directed. My name is Bruce, though. Anyway, no, because oh my god, I don't know what just happened there. I completely zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like this movie was like good for like Bruce Campbell's like brand of like slapstick horror comedy. Just, like, the goofiness of it. Also, he does, like, a really good Elvis impersonation. Which is another reason maybe it was written for him. Yeah. But then Elvis, who has, like, for the most part in the first half of this movie, never left the bed. Uh, he gets attacked by the little beetle thing. He kills it by stabbing it with a fork and then shoving it into his heater, getting a little bit electrocuted from it. Because he has, like, this really old school, like, wire heater thing where it's, like, basically a fan sort i don't i don't know how to describe it i've never seen a heater like that before seems dangerous anyway so then he wanders through the halls misses kind of he kind of misses the the cowboy mummy but he goes in and he finds his friend jfk john f kennedy on the floor after he was attacked by the mummy and it's funny because like this seems great because i think they already set it up where like they've already no, I don't, never mind. I don't remember when they have the conversation. There's a great conversation in this movie where he's talking to him and the guy's like, I'm John F. Kennedy. Part of my brain is at the White House. There's a bag of sand in there now. And he's like, I don't know how to tell you this, Jack, but black. And he's like, they dyed me this color everywhere. Mm-hmm. Emphasis is on the everywhere. Uh, I think there's a lot of penis references in this movie. There is. Also, the fact that the mummy sucks your soul out your butthole is pretty hilarious. Even though you never see him do it. But whatever. What would happen if you tried that to Butt Boy, though? Oh my god. <laughs> They're just sucking each other's face and buttholes. Maybe they just start fucking. The guy who directed this is actually the same guy that directed Phantasm. I. I really thought you were about to say Butt Boy, and I'm like, I feel like that man's never directed anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're correct in that assumption. He wrote, directed, and starred in that movie. He was like, this is the only one. It's like, I feel like he did, like, he just lived out his dream. Like, you know, like, if we had the opportunity to do it, we would make just the movie we want, knowing that probably it'd be the only time that that would ever happen. So, yeah, apparently this guy is the director of Bubba Hotep, Don Coscarelli. And it looks like he wrote kind of all the phantasms and directed four of the phantasms apparently he also wrote and directed john dies at the end i love john dies at the end i can feel that in this though i can i can get that sense i can get those two together phantasm not so much i've tried to watch that a couple times recently but it gets so bored i turn it off i don't get me wrong i've watched all of them i don't remember anything about them i know i've seen the first one when i was a kid i don't remember anything about it 
There are boobs, so you probably shouldn't have watched it when you're a kid. It's like boobs and ritual sac- ritual sacrifice. Yeah, dude. There's. I'm still trying to find this movie I watched as a kid where I guarantee there was a lot of boobs. Uh, not the Sandman one, since we finally figured out what that was called after years of me trying. Um, <laughs> but it was like a bunch of dogs were running around eating people. Big black dogs. They were just murdering a bunch of them. Murdering a bunch of people. I don't know what that movie was about. I'll have to look it up. When I was a kid, I remember it being a bunch of dogs. Maybe it was one robot dog. You know, a lot of things change when you're a kid to when did you're you an adult. But robot? What? Nothing. I think I heard it wrong. You did. You're just emphasizing on butt. Start about butt boy in this movie where people get eaten by butts. So what's like some of the standout moments from this movie? Did it have because getting like just from what I've seen, it doesn't look like it has a whole lot of gore in it, like in the traditional sense. No, there's like none. There's one of the stand up things is as two old retirees that decide that they're gonna save their retirement home and out of the kindness of their hearts, like they make the sacrifice. Like they don't feel like they're gonna survive through this, but they'd rather die doing this than getting their soul sucked out their butthole. There's a lot of good scenes with that. Like one of the things when, when Elvis finds JFK on the floor, he blames Lyndon Johnson. He's like, he's coming to finish the job. And Elvis is like, he's dead. And he's like, that ain't going to stop him. Like, <laughs> That was great. Actually, honestly, the, the guy who plays John F. Kennedy is probably funnier than Bruce Campbell in this movie. <laughs> oh, no, I love that guy. Don't you remember him as the mayor in Do the Right Thing? I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff over the years. I don't remember Do the Right Thing at all, because I don't think I liked that movie. No, nah, Do the Right Thing is like Spike Lee's, well, arguably Spike Lee's best movie. Never mind. That is not the movie I was thinking it was. If it was Spike Lee, then I don't know what I'm thinking. I think you're thinking of The Right Stuff, the movie about the astronauts. Nah, I was thinking about that movie with the pop band, and it's all white dudes. Oh my god, how come every time I mention anything with, like, thing in the title, you immediately think I'm talking about that thing you do? I'm never talking about that thing you do. Ever. (laughs) Can we review that thing you do one day? (laughs) And we'll also do it with all the other movies that I think are the ones that you're talking about? Only if I get, like, a four and a half minute clip of you soloing acapella the song from that thing you do that's not gonna happen all right fine we'll add music um also another standout scene is after they you know go out and they they find the mummy for the first time and all this you know that adds a little pep to elvis you know he's getting a little 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 excitement out of it and when the nurse is rubbing the cream on the growth on his pecker like he likes to say uh he gets a little bit of a boner well, somebody's rubbing cream on his penis. I feel like that's not... He, it had been years, and I'm sure that there's other, other events. It's the excitement being brought back to his life. Like, he's no longer just laying in bed and everything fast-forwarding through him while he slowly dies in the movie. It's, like, giving him life again. He's, like, going out and exploring. He's making friends, you know, adding excitement to his retired life. Isn't there a movie that just came out about a bunch of, like, elderly superheroes living in... Like an old folks home. I feel like Tom Berenger's in it. I have no idea. Probably. They love to do dumb stuff like that. Like, oh, old bank robbers. <laughs> <sighs> I also love that they added biology to this. Because in any other supernatural movie, a monster sucks your soul out. That's it. It's just he sucked your soul out. But no, this monster digests the soul. He has to use the bathroom. He poops out what of your soul he doesn't finish where he leaves graffiti on the bathroom stalls and the graffiti says things like pharaoh gobbles donkey goobers and cleopatra does the nasty but written (laughs) in uh, hieroglyph 
the hieroglyphs in this are some of my favorite part. The end, which I thought there was more of. I thought the mummy talked more, but at the end when he tells him to suck the dog dick of Anubis or whatever. You just said that like it was totally normal. You're gonna have to yeah, explain. Yeah. At the end, the mummy says a whole bunch of shit in Egyptian or something. I don't know. He just kind of mumbles, and then like a bunch of hieroglyphs come up, and then it, the like that the translations for the mummy are amazing. Um, they float up, and then it spins around and it, like translates it to English. And he says, "Eat the dog dick of Anubis, you asswipe." After <laughs> Elvis sets him on fire for the first time, and he gets back up. Do we get a backstory on the mummy, like who he was before he became a butt right, so sucking like, mummy? The second, like. Elvis and and John F. Kennedy decide they're gonna like find out what this mummy is. So like they stay up one night and they're hanging out waiting for it to come through so they can see what's going on. And they uh they the the mummy goes after Elvis's like friend Kimosabi, who's like a dude who wears like a like a cowboy costume. What's the one with the they remade the Lone Ranger, I think, is the outfit. He wears okay. a mask, right? Yeah. So he's dressed up like like the Lone Ranger and he carries like pop guns. And the mummy goes after him. He doesn't get him because he gets interrupted by something and he comes down the hall and as he passes Elvis there's like a weird connection moment where like they flash memories and you get like flashes of like the mummy was mummified while he was alive for some reason. This is where the unnecessary boob scene comes in cuz the the Egyptian girls are just not wearing tops. Um so he gets mummified alive. They show him get discovered by like paleontologists who dig it up and they bring him to America. And then it shows like the van had crashed off of a bridge. So they give you like this really fast, like you have to pay attention to know in this part, but it does give you like a, an idea of what had happened. Because later then Elvis goes and he explores that Creek and almost falls down. Cause he's trying to do it in a Walker and somehow doesn't die. <laughs> But um, then their cowboy friend dies of natural causes after that because, you know, he was running around. He's old and he shouldn't be. But he, they're happy because his soul isn't going to get shit down the crapper, you know, because he died, died. Not because the mummy sucked his butthole soul. Why is the mummy a cowboy, though? I don't know. Because they're in East Texas. Why is he named Bubba? He's not. I don't think they ever say what his real name is. He's called. There's a part where Elvis is like breaking it down. He's like, like by some. Bubba Hotep. Like, he just, he refers to him as So that. that's where the title, name. okay. Yeah. Okay. Elvis, Elvis, like, because he's making fun of, like, a, a mummy being in East Texas attacking people, like some kind of Bubba Hotep. I mean, that's not, like, a place you'd expect a mummy to be, unless he was at a museum. No, you, no, you would not. Because <clears throat> I actually wrote down, where did the mummy? Whoop, whoop. That's the sound that's of the, the police. <laughs> you have nice. to leave that in now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so loud just for two seconds totally unplanned okay um so yeah so like elvis and uh kennedy then they go on like a mission like they make it their mission they're gonna stop the mummy there's like the whole like suiting up montage like elvis pulls out like his old fucking jumper and kennedy has like a suit he's like i just polished my shoes and <laughs> my wheelchair we're getting ready for this and like he's found like this book of magic spells which at some point Elvis reads and it's like something from like army of darkness where it's like a bunch of mumble jumble and it doesn't make any sense. And it's also like just dumb and it's definitely not magic. And Elvis is like, what the fuck is this? But um, then they steal a bunch of like things to set the mummy on fire. Elvis goes outside and like, he puts on like a detective vest or jacket that doesn't fit. 
and it's like tied real tight and weird and he's like looking for where the mummy was at the lake and they just go on like this whole mission to solve what's happening but then it the final showdown comes up because again this is another really short movie i think that's just something that bruce campbell does um and so it's time they're ready to go they got all the stuff ready to go fight the mummy and they go outside and they wait for it by the lake and the mummy you know attacks Bruce Campbell, because he, like, sees him, and he thinks he's going to get John F. Kennedy, and then he just appears behind a tree and, like, attacks Bruce Campbell, or Elvis, and then John F. Kennedy rolls up, stops him, gets smacked out of his chair, and he has, like, a great line where he's like, the president will soon be dead, because, spoiler, these guys both die at the end of this movie. Bubba Hotep and JFK? Bubba Hotep, JFK, and Elvis. Everybody dies. But they die without getting their butthole sucked. The mummy does try to suck the soul out of JFK, but from the mouth. He tries to kiss him. Because well, he's but in a wheelchair, was... right? Yeah, well, he smacks him out of the wheelchair, so he's laying down on the ground then, and the mummy like comes over on top of him and doesn't turn him over to suck his butthole. Um, the main reason the mummy is at the retirement home is because it's easy pickings. He, the, the research that JFK does is like he needs souls to keep going on because he's broken free from his curse because he was put in a sarcophagus without a name on it. And then that was cursed or whatever. And so he can either get big souls and like draw attention to himself, or he can get small souls that aren't going to feed him a long time, but nobody's going to question a bunch of old people dying in a retirement home. What dictates the amount of soul? Age, I guess, in this movie. The opposite of sundown vampire in retreat, whereas your age increases your value and ability. Yeah, but they're dead at that point already. So I guess once you die, then it becomes... reverts i don't know but yeah no 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 the idea is that older people have less soul because they're closer to death or something they've used it up but so yeah elvis then sets the the mummy on fire the first time he thinks it's done he reads the magic spell that kennedy hands him the mummy gets back up so wait a minute how did that happen mummy smack all right anyway there's a whole thing where elvis rides the wheelchair and then elvis and the mummy are together and i'm confused because i thought that was Anyway, so the mummy and Elvis, oh, I forget how it happened, how Elvis got in the chair, because, no, no, I guess he just gets in it this time. But first, the first time he rides in in Kennedy's chair, it's after Kennedy's knocked down, and it's, like, rolling down the hill, and he kind of, like, lines himself up and gets in it, and that's how he stops the mummy the first time from attacking Kennedy and sets him on fire. And then the second time, he's, like, in the wheelchair again, the mummy got up, he crashes into it, the mummy's riding on his chest, they crash together, Elvis with like his last little bit of strength sets the mummy a lot on fire this time, like just dumps the lighter fluid, like on the ground, it's spilling out. He lights it on fire. It sets the mummy up. He burns in the water and dies. And then it like zooms in on Elvis and like, he's got like a rib poking out of his shirt. That's how, you know, he dies. Cause then he just closes his eyes and it's the end of the movie. But he is excited because he saved the retirement home at the risk of his own safety. The moral of the story is to never give up fighting for life. I wrote that down. Him and Kennedy sacrificed themselves because they decided that they'd rather die protecting the souls of the other people in their, in their retirement home than to have their buttholes sucked out. Even though at one point Kennedy was just considering moving retirement homes. Can I quote the Dark Knight? Go for it. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I don't think that works here. Was there a post-credit scene? 
I don't know because now I'm thinking I should have looked, but I didn't. Well, you so, still have it like available, right? So because once you download it, you have it for like 24 hours. 48 hours. All right. Well, check it out. Find out if there's a post credit scene. Find out right now. I'll find out right now. Oh, that's right. At the end, the stars. That's the other reason that you know he definitely dies at the end because the stars, for whatever reason, form in hieroglyphs for him. But then they translate it and it says, like, all is well. And he's like, thank you very much. And, like, closes his eyes and dies. Would have been cooler if it spelled groovy. Yeah. I feel like the Egyptians didn't have a word for groovy back in the hieroglyph days. It would have been a a loose translation. Part of a groove. (laughs) Yeah, they're just describing, like, a a track for, like, a stagecoach. Not stagecoach. Wagon. Schwagen. Schwagen. So overall, would you recommend Bubba Hotep to listeners? Yes, because there's a chance you'll enjoy it the first time like I did, but don't watch it more than once. What would you say is the ideal age bracket for this movie then? 15, even if there is rated R. Okay, so what's your what's your final count? How many oh, beards? Wait, 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 wait. There is a post-scene credit. Elvis returns in. Bubba Nosferatu, Curse of the She-Vampires. That never came out 19 Sorry, years Sebastian later. Half. No, I was actually just reading about that earlier while you were talking. Apparently it's a movie that's been like floating around for forever. Wait, that was they were actually talking about making... Yes, but, but Bruce Campbell confirmed that he did had no desire to be in it, I guess. I guess he was probably like, I did not think that this movie went well the first time. And other people agree. Nobody comes up to me at conventions like, man, Bubba Hotep. Mm. Mostly it's just, gosh. If we ever go to a convention that has Bruce Campbell, we should both dress up like Elvis. I feel, <laughs> what's weird is like, I feel like Evil Dead 2, like when we do it, will hold up. Like, I feel like that was the better of them. Because I feel like the comedy was something that was needed. But I always remember liking the first one more because I liked the fact that it wasn't funny. Well, also, one of the things about the second one is the fact that just because it has a bigger budget didn't mean the effects needed to be so outlandish. Because some of them were just so over the top that it was like poltergeist level effects where it's like, oh, it's cool how you did that, but not even remotely disturbing. Yeah. If you remade Bubba Hotep, what's one significant thing that you would want to change about the plot or the characters or just any aspect of the movie? What's something that you think was a mistake? I think the plot. Was actually pretty okay. The writing of the whole story was not great, but I think the basic plot idea could be good. I don't think the mummy needed to be a cowboy. That made no sense. Um, and I liked the idea that for the first half of the movie, it did kind of focus on like there was like a moral about old folks' homes and like how they're treated there. But at the same time, wouldn't it have made more sense to also have an older character play Elvis instead of somebody younger made up to look older? Possibly. Possibly. That could be better. Casting could be better. Bruce Campbell was like 40 when this movie came out, so. Or he would have been 44 because he was exactly 30 years older than me. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Bruce Campbell, and you. Happy birthday, me, and Bruce Campbell. I tried to see you one time on my birthday at a convention, but you were behind a thing and I was very upset. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bearded Beer Roll and look for us anywhere you find podcasts. Check out our website, beardedbeerroll.com, for info and links to merch. And remember to email us with ideas and suggestions at beardedbeerroll at gmail.com. And check out our Discord. What were we talking about? Right now? Before that. We're still recording. <laughs> <laughs>